0: from the offices of Great River Investments in the beautiful city of Burlington, Iowa, this is the Marvin Knows Finances Show. I am your host, Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner, and joining me today is Joe Jolin of Jolin Media in West Burlington, and Todd Slatke, CPA, my partner at Great River Investments. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen in, and for all you listeners on Google Podcast and Spotify, don't forget to click the subscribe button. If you prefer to see how we make this show come together, please check out our YouTube channel, Marvin Knows Finances, and click subscribe there as well. Just like the last and every time, I have to take care of a little business before we get moving too far forward to please my compliance department. i got to warn you, based on today's topic, I have a few more to read before we can get going, so please be patient. Marvin Thompson is an investment advisor representative and a registered investment advisor with Brokers Financial member SIPC. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Great River Investments LLC does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. Disclosure number two, a 529 plan is a college savings plan that allows individuals to save for a college on a tax-advantaged basis. Every state offers at least one 529 plan. Before buying a 529 plan, you should inquire about the particular plan and its fees and expenses. You should also consider what certain states offer tax benefits and fee savings to in-state residents. Whether a state tax deduction and or application fee savings are available depends on your state of residence. For tax advice, consult your tax professional. Non-qualifying distribution earnings are taxable and subject to a 10% tax penalty. Fixed annuities are long-term insurance contracts and there is a surrender charge imposed generally during the first five to seven years that you own the annuity contract. Withdrawals prior to age 59 and a half may result in a 10% IRS penalty, in addition to any ordinary income tax. Any guarantees of the annuity are backed by the financial strength of the underlying insurance company. Indexed annuities are insurance contracts that, depending on the contract, may offer a guaranteed annual interest rate and some participation growth, if any of a stock market index. Such contracts have substantial variation in terms, costs of guarantees, and features and make-cap participations or returns in significant ways. Any guarantees offered are backed by the financial strength of the insurance company. Surrender charges apply if not held to the end of the term. Withdrawals are taxes, ordinary income, and have taken prior to 59.5 a 10% federal tax penalty. Investors are cautioned to carefully review an indexed annuity for its features, costs, risks, and how the variables are calculated. Please consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing in any variable annuities. The prospectus, which contains this and other information about the variable annuity contract and the underlying investment options, can be obtained from the insurance company or your financial professional. Be sure to read the prospectus carefully before deciding whether to invest. The investment return and principal value of the variable annuity investment options are not guaranteed. Variable annuity subaccounts fluctuate with changes in market conditions. The principal may be worth more or less than the original amount invested when the annuity is surrendered (laughs) (laughs) glad i got through that so obviously we're talking about annuities today on our uh, podcast Um, but we have our question of the week which i i thought this was a fantastic question it came from one of our clients who's a, a small business owner and the question of the week today is As a business owner, I've heard that I can pay my minor children from working at the company. Is this true? And uh, Joe, this is something you and I have talked about as small business owners in the past. And of course, Todd understands it based on his tax background. So the answer is yes. Um, You can definitely put your children on the company's payroll um, for what is known as age and skill appropriate tasks. In other words, you can't hire your five-year-old and make them the uh, tax professional of the firm. But um, examples might include shredding documents and tidying the office or modifying the company's website. Um, actually, that one probably fits quite nicely into your, your job, Joe, mm-hmm. with your son.
1: Yeah, my son, uh, who is in high school, has uh, taken to photography and videography, yeah. um, which is right up uh, things that I do. And he's been learning and uh, it's been great to kind of offset uh, some of the work that I have to, for him to help me out. And he gets uh, some enjoyment out
0: of it and we're able to pay him a little bit and that's pretty cool yeah actually he's pretty good to it mm-hmm. i mean he helped us uh, mm-hmm. make other videos for my company so it was quite nice to have him here mm-hmm. um so the other things to keep in mind um the child actually has to do something and the pay must be reasonable for the job performed um, the child won't owe any federal income tax on earnings up to the standard deduction so this year in 2021 it's twelve thousand <coughs> five hundred and fifty dollars for a single filer, earnings can then be contributed to the child's 529 plan or a Roth IRA, uh, both of both of which offer tax-free growth. So the bottom line of this strategy is the family gets dollars out of the business at no income tax cost and puts them into accounts that are tax-free when the child takes them out down the road. Keep in mind, please, that if you're using a 529 plan, the expenses have to be used for qualified education purposes, and of course, the Roth IRA has a set of benefit or a set of rules, I should say, and benefits. Um, that you need to be aware of before you would venture too far down this road. So it's a great strategy for a business owner. And uh, we definitely think uh, more and more people should participate in that. No doubt about it. So I wanted to talk about annuities today. You know, um, annuities are sometimes products that get somewhat of a bad reputation in the investment world. And it's kind of funny because it depends on who, uh, like which professional you're talking to, what their opinions are about annuities, uh, about annuities. Okay. Okay. Um, there are some podcasts out there that I've listened to where they say, you know, your advisor is not acting as a fiduciary, as an example, if you put somebody into an annuity. I don't think I necessarily agree with that. You know, the fiduciary definition is kind of up for discussion always in our industry because, you know, a fiduciary always acts in the client's best interest. Well, you can almost always make the point that if sold properly, um, an annuity product can fit the fiduciary standard of care, which basically requires that a financial advisor acts solely in the client's best interest when offering personal advice. Okay. So there are definitely objecting views on annuities. And, um, I think I should back up a little bit and maybe even talk about what an annuity is. Okay. Um, an annuity is basically a product offered by an insurance company. Okay. Anytime you hear the word annuity, there's going to be an insurance company involved. And I think I heard a couple of days ago that there's something like 40 different types of annuities on the market. And, folks, they range anywhere from the ultra-conservative types of annuities where the clients just receive a basic rate of return, and we'll kind of discuss those in a few minutes here. Um, They get quite complicated when they start tying into indexed funds and so forth. And, of course, there's variable annuities. But there's also annuities that guarantee income for clients through things called uh, SPIAs. Or deferred income where you put money in today and then down the road you get a a deferred income payment out of it so like I said it's always interesting to hear the different objecting views on annuities because some advisors they're like oh my god no I'd never put my client into an annuity it's not right for them it's not the right thing to do and so forth but then you have other advisors especially um, I would just say them captive agents or maybe they work for a certain insurance company as an auto and home rep or something like that, um, they generally tend to only have some annuity products to sell, so they're really fond of them. Okay. I guess as you're listening to this as a potential client, you have to understand that if you ever decide to buy an annuity contract for any reason whatsoever, you're buying it for some sort of benefit. Um, we don't get to use the word guarantee very much in this business, but there are some potential guarantees that might fit your personal financial plan, an annuity would definitely fit into it okay so um, things that i want you to kind of be aware of um, whenever you're talking to a a rep or an insurance agent or whatever you want to call themselves about annuities make sure you're asking questions about this product okay Um, i won't specifically mention any company names but you know there are companies out there that sell products that have extremely long time frames that you're required to be in the contracts uh, 15-year surrender charge um, type products and so forth. So make sure that you're you're reading disclosures. Make sure you're asking a ton of questions. One of the questions I would always tell clients to ask their advisor is, "How are you getting paid on this? How much are you getting paid on this?" You know, because most of these annuity contracts have some pretty large upfront commissions. Um, they can range anywhere from 5% to 7%, maybe even higher than that, depending on the surrender charge period and so forth that you're looking at. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, some types of fixed or some types of annuities. And like I said, there's, there's, like I said, 40, some different variations of annuities out there on the market right now. And there may be more than that. There may be less, but I'm going to stick with that number. Um, I like to talk about fixed annuities sometimes with my clients because, a fixed annuity basically guarantees the client a rate of return for a period of time. So, for example, um, a client might have an annuity contract that's a fixed contract that pays them two point whatever seven percent for a five-year period of time. Okay. So, from a planning point of view, if you have a client who has a bucket of money that is looking for some sort of guaranteed rate of return, as an advisor, I can sit there and I can tell them exactly what that bucket of money is going to grow to, At the end of that five-year period of time okay and it's very very helpful for planning purposes so can i
1: ask a question about that yeah please so um you talk about a bucket of money and a five-year period in this example Mm -hmm. so you would you would put out a a, an amount of money today Mm -hmm. and you would get an amount that possibly that same amount of money back five years from now but you get a stream of payments
0: no not Deer, necessarily. Deer. Okay. See, when a lot of times when people hear the word annuity, they associate it with a stream of income payments that's coming down the plan. Okay, That's actually called annuitizing a contract, okay. where essentially you give an insurance company money in exchange for a, a stream of income. Okay, um, I've been doing this for a really long time, and I don't think I've ever actually annuitized a client's contract, because when you do, you essentially give up control of that money to the insurance company. So if you give them $100,000 they'll say, well, we'll pay you whatever, 800 bucks a month for 10 years plus the rest of your life or whatever the thing is you want to do. Um, the client lost control of that 100000 You know, they cannot call the company up in a couple of years and say, I need 80000 of that back because I got a roof to put on my house and a furnace to repair and stuff like that. So um, we don't want uh, – we do want clients understanding what annuitization is, but when we talk to our clients about annuities, we don't talk about that stream of income. Okay? Um, We'll get into a little bit more of that in a few minutes, but okay. so in a fixed annuity, um, basically a client gives us a chunk of money. We know what their interest rate is going to be guaranteed for that initial period of time on the contract, and I just used five five years as an example. So we can take that money and we can or we can show them how that's going to grow over that period of time. It's quite handy, and you know, clients who are currently investing in CDs, um, you know, 02 percent you know, half a percent if they're lucky on some of the larger CDs, a fixed annuity may actually be a good alternative for them if they understand that they really have restrictions on that money for that period of time. So when you buy a CD, you know, you're going to get your interest rate over that period of time that you buy it for, but your penalty is half the interest if you cash it in early. Okay. With a fixed annuity, um, there's something called a surrender charge. So annuities in general, not all of them, but they do allow you access to some of your money during the five-year period of time. Um, one might be 10% of the money, one might be 5% of the money, it's all depending on the company, okay? If you take out any amount over that, free withdrawal amount is what they call it, you get penalized a surrender charge. So in buying a fixed annuity uh, for whatever period of term, three, five, seven years, you really have to make sure you understand what the surrender charges are on that, okay? So, so can I just ask another question yeah, here? I'm do. really
1: wanting to understand this better too. So in a fixed annuity, if you lay out a dollar amount today mm-hmm. and it's a five-year annuity, um, I think what I'm hearing you say is you would re- get a return five years from now of your principal amount plus
0: five years of growth growth mm-hmm. at that stated rate. Yep. Exactly right. Okay. And like I said, it's, it's one of the few products in the industry that is guaranteed. Okay. Okay. So it's a nice product to have. Um, it's definitely for a, a conservative type of investor who doesn't necessarily need access to all their monies. so um, with all products annuities included, you know whenever you're talking to your advisor or your financial planner or your CPA, make sure you're asking those questions. You know I, I might need some money out of this. Well, if somebody tells me that they're probably not going into an annuity, all right we're going to have to find some other alternatives for them to look at. okay, okay. All right, the next one on my list is something called a fixed index annuity. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you, this is a fairly complicated product, and I'm going to try to do my best to explain it, okay? Um, so I'm going to give an Ill- our example here of a client coming to um, somebody with $100,000, okay? And the agent or the rep, whatever, says, um, how about a product where you can't lose money? And the client's like, well, oh, that's pretty good and you can participate in the stock market. Oh, that sounds pretty good, okay? Well, an indexed annuity, what it does is in general, it it guarantees you a return on a portion of the money. So if you start with $100,000, you know at the end of the initial term that you buy, it's still gonna be worth $100,000. But what they do is they they then link it into an index. So we'll just say the S&P 500, okay? And it says that if the S&P 500 performs better than the guaranteed rate, you get that growth. Okay. if the s p 500 performs less you don't have any loss so for some clients it's like wow that's kind of a win-win situation but we don't we don't sell these products here in this office um, and the reason for it is, is the complication of them because there's a lot of uh, I don't know if I want to call it gotcha things in there but you know the guaranteed rate of return might only be on a portion of the money or the s p 500 rate of return might be capped And what I mean by that is if the S&P 500 performs at 20% level, you might only get to participate in 5% of that growth. So um, we won't spend a lot of time on fixed indexed annuities today, but it's definitely something that's out there. Um, A lot of producers are pushing these products. Um, These generally tend to be longer term surrender charge products. So please, please be careful and ask the good questions about these um, because... You know, sometimes people buy these things and they don't really know what they're getting and it causes potential problems down the road. Okay. Okay. All right. uh, Variable annuities. Variable annuities are very popular. Um, We do have a use for them in this office in terms of uh, planning. Um, Variable annuities basically um, allow you to put monies into an annuity product and then you get to participate in the stock market. So they have basically what's called sub accounts inside of them and a sub is basically a mutual fund. Okay? So, we'll pick any we can just, we can pick any mutual fund out there that's in a variable annuity and talk about it, but you put the $100,000 in and this one doesn't have any guarantees in terms of returns. So, if your $100,000 grows to 110, that's what you get to participate in. So, if you have a 10% return on your money, that's what you get to participate in. Um, on the on the flip side, however, if the 10% is a negative 10%, you took your $100,000 down to 90,000. Okay, so clients like this a little bit better because they get to participate in the market with full benefits of the returns. And, um, you know, they have they have other things on these contracts, such as uh, standard death benefits or sometimes even income riders. So, Todd, you were asking earlier about annuitization. Mm -hmm. You know, this is kind of where you start to see some of that discussion about, okay, if your contract performs at this level and it grows to this level over a period of time, we have this rider on there. That will guarantee you an income stream okay uh, that's very popular inside of variable annuities um, or a standard death benefit that says you know we're going to carve off a portion of your portfolio and we're going to put it into a variable annuity um, and no matter what happens with the performance your family's going to get at least what you put into it or the growth whichever is higher upon your premature passing so um, variable annuities like index annuities are very complicated type of products um, this is a product that I do think has a place in a lot of people's portfolios just because of some of the guarantees or some of the writers they might want to use, or depending on the company that you're working with, they might have some very good sub accounts inside of them that you'd want to take a peek at. So, um, once again, with all annuities, guys, I'm going to say this multiple times today, but with all annuities, you really have to um, make sure you're understanding what you're buying because um, some of these products come with prospectuses that are about a, the size of a phone book. Wow. So, So that Excellent.
1: one, the one you just described, the variable, seems like it's kind of a combination package of several financial product products. Yeah. So there's some life insurance in there, possibly possibly set towards the It acts like value, life insurance. It acts like yep. life insurance, okay. And there's some, you know, mutual fund possibility in there. There's some possible steady rate of return kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so I can see where it's complicated. You're you're really packaging several financial products into a package that's exactly right
0: yep so you you know as a consumer you have to be i don't want to use the word cautious but you have to be knowledgeable of what you're purchasing with one of these products okay Um, these annuities can hold iras they can hold roth iras they can be trust accounts they can be a number of different things so once again if you're ever buying an annuity product of any sort you have to make sure you're buying it for the benefit that fits your needs best okay All right, the last one on my list is something called a SPIA or a dia, okay? And this is really more along the lines of buying an income stream from an insurance company, okay? So the way a SPIA works is you go to an insurance company and you say, I would like to have a guaranteed income stream of whatever amount, $1,000 a month for the next 10 years. The insurance company runs the math for you. And says okay if you give us eighty five thousand dollars as an example we will guarantee you a ten-year income stream of a thousand dollars so what type of scenario would this play into okay so a couple of them so let's say a, a family member is entitled to a certain dollar amount a year out of a will or something like that so the family members going to inherit a hundred thousand dollars again okay but the will states that they can only have ten thousand dollars a year all right, the estate might go to an insurance company and buy a SPIA, and then the estate would then write the insurance company the check for whatever the amount is, and then the beneficiary of the payment stream would go to that to that participant who was entitled to a thousand dollars a month. It allows um, it allows people to guarantee an income stream for a little bit less money, which is quite nice. Which is and quite. And it gets
1: nice. the estate out of having to worry about. Making whether that whether the money and is like uh, yeah whether the money grows enough or is sufficient enough yep. to make
0: those yep. stream of payments later yep and I've also seen these things in divorce settlements you know where um, maybe a spouse is entitled to alimony uh, for a period of ten or fifteen years well um, you can guarantee that spouse is going to get that alimony every month by using this type of product the only catch is you have to have the money up front right buy it. Okay. But um they definitely have their place, which is good. So are some of these annuity products like this where
1: you're 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 exchanging a lump sum of money today for a stream of payments later. Mm-hmm. Do some of them like start right away and others defer out? Well,
0: that's perfect. 10 20 that's years. Perfect question. So a SPIA is actually a single premium immediate annuity, immediate. So, so the payments pretty much start right away. Okay whereas a DIA is a deferred income annuity. Okay. Now this is really used um, quite popular in some financial planning techniques where you're going to be looking at guaranteeing an income stream maybe five, 10, 15 years down the road. Okay. And um, we actually have a gentleman in town here who does a pretty good job with these um, in terms of using these DIAs and as financial planning products. Um, some people may say it's pretty heavily loaded into an annuity products and so forth, but um, they really do serve a purpose. For some longer term financial planning. So essentially, it's the same concept, Todd, you know, we're going to take a lump sum of money today, but we're not going to take any payment out of it for a period of five years. But at a designated period of time in the future, then those income payments are going to kick in. And that's going to be the retirement planning piece okay. of the
1: puzzle. So like in that deferred annuity, let's say 10 years from now is when the first payment is mm-hmm. made. I, I would imagine you can tailor that to be we get payments out of it for five years yep. or we get payments out of it for 10 years. Yep. Are there some that we get payments out of
0: it until end of life? Um, I don't think necessarily with the Dia, but I'm not going to put myself on the line and say that's hundred percent certainty. Okay. okay. Um, once again, Dia's and Spia's are pretty specialized products. And, um, I personally don't use a lot of them. It's just, you know, today's more of a, like an educational piece of that. So, okay. right so what are some concerns about annuities okay so poor sales techniques i think a lot of the reason why these products get um a bad reputation in some cases is because of the people actually selling the products all right it's um like i said it's complicated Um, the client should always be aware that the representative is going to make a fairly sizable commission on this because this is a commission-based product in most cases um, so, you know, when you're talking to somebody, if you're, if you're getting that uneasy feeling like, man, I don't know if I want this or not, make sure you speak up on that. Cause it's not, it's not always a good thing. Um, non-proper disclosure of fees. So annuity products, um, not, not fixed annuities cause fixed annuities are pretty simple. And I would maybe venture to say even some index annuities are pretty cheap, but you get into some of these variable products and uh, you start adding on benefits like, you know, death benefit riders or income riders, you know, and then you've got your sub account expenses inside of it, you know, you can start seeing fees in these products generate two to 3% of fees. Um, it's fine if you understand it and your portfolio performance is enough to outweigh that. But keep in mind that this is a fee drag. It's a drag on your return is what it is. So you know when you're buying these products, make sure you're asking about the fees. Um, all representatives have to disclose the fees. Um, clients have to sign off on them and so forth. Um, we mentioned surrender charges earlier. Um, surrender charges, once again, you know most of these contracts do allow you to take a little bit of money out of these products on a yearly basis, but you go above that, you're gonna have surrender charges. So don't be putting monies in that you need to pay your monthly bills with because if it jumps above the 5 10%, 20% withdrawal, whatever the number is, Um, You could be subject to some surrender charges, and they're pretty significant. You know, we've seen them 10 10%, 12%, and so forth. Um, Consumers not understanding the product is huge. Um, I've said it time and time again. um, It's a very complicated product in some cases. So if you're going to be looking at them, if it's going to be presented to you, please ask the questions. Um, Commissions. Um, Once again, commissions are high on some of these products. I don't know every commission out there, commission rate out there, but I'm pretty common Are pretty common to see around five, five and a half percent, sometimes higher than that on some of these products. And then taxation. Um, Taxation, I put this on my list because, you know, sometimes people will roll their 401ks over or IRAs over into an annuity product. Um, You know, IRAs and 401ks already have tax deferral all right so you receive literally no extra benefit by being inside of an annuity in with your ira and so forth however if these are not ira or retirement dollars non-qualified monies is what we call them um, there is some tax deferral benefits that may apply to you so what that basically means is this um, using the hundred thousand dollars we've talked about um, if your hundred thousand dollars grows to one hundred ten thousand dollars in a non-qualified account that ten thousand dollars of growth is not taxable until the money comes out okay which is a nice planning benefit so understanding the taxation of it and so forth um annuity benefits we've already talked about the majority of these already so we won't spend a lot of time on them but tax deferral uh living benefits death benefits and then sometimes guaranteed rates of return so it's a it's they can be great products so um, I always say that annuities can have a definite place in the client's overall portfolio, but they should never be used as the client's primary investment. Um, we actually have restrictions based on the client's total net worth as to how much money we can put into these, and that's a fairly new rule. It's only been in place a couple of years. It used to be, you know, clients would have eighty, ninety percent of their money is tied up in annuities, and that may not be the case. So, if you're working with somebody, make sure you understand. Uh, what those restrictions are, and you know how much maybe you should be how much you should be purchasing into them. Um, annuity should always be based on a benefit. If you're going to purchase an annuity, make sure you're purchasing it for a benefit that fits your overall needs and overall picture. All right, and then make sure you understand the costs, literally and figuratively. Figuratively, could talk mm-hmm. um, the benefits and any restrictions the contract may have. So. Guys, you got any questions on these? I've tried to condense a very complicated topic into a 30, 45 minute podcast today.
1: And I would just ask, or you know, behind the scenes, there's you mentioned there's an insurance company involved, and mm-hmm. in, 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 we talk in terms of guarantee. So it's really at the the financial health of the insurance company that's absolutely
0: writing this product. Yep, yep. that you're relying on their that's right, strong financial credit. stability. And keep in mind too, insurance companies have a, an AM Best rating, that kind of gives you a A, A plus, B plus, and so forth um, rating on these companies. So, if you're be- being presented a company, uh, don't be afraid to go out to the AM Best website and take a look at that company's rating. Um, obviously, the better the grade, the better the financial position of the company involved. Huh. Okay, but yep, it is based on the claims-paying ability of the insurance company. Are there, are
1: there horror stories out there where? people haven't gotten their money out and they expected to?
0: Not that I'm aware of personally. I've never seen that, but I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'm sure there is. So, Okay, well, folks, uh, my heartfelt thanks goes out to all of you for listening today. And as usual, a special thanks to Joe Jolin and Todd Sladkey for joining me today and providing all of their input. Uh, we want to hear from you, so please reach out to me by either giving me a call at 319-576-2264 or visit my website at www.greatriverinvestments.com and going to the Contact Us section of the site. I or a member of my team will be in touch with you shortly to discuss our next steps together. Thank you again for listening to the Marvin Knows Finances Show. This is Marvin Thompson, your certified financial planner. Have a great day.